Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed in this po- po- podcast are those of me and very much reflect the hidden recalcitrant inside each and every one of you. There will be topics in bad, bad taste and many you won't agree with. So keep a leash on your inner SJW and jump on in with an open mind as we explore the controversial. Hey guys. Welcome back to another episode of Spoken Unspoken. I am and always will be your delectable little ball of fluff and host, Lint Gannon. Today we're going to be talking about one of my favourite topics, religion. We're not going to go too far into it, we're going to do a nice little list of the ten reasons of why I'm not religious. And this list of reasons is subject to change here and there, Um, you know, depending on what I read this week or next week or in the future. So we'll jump straight into it and, um, you know, get this segment over and done with because it's going to be a lot of fun. Reason number one is belief. Um, And my opinion that belief is not knowledge and knowledge is not belief. Because too many times you hear people say, you know, why do you believe in God? Oh, I just do. I just believe in him. Um, And that means that you have to have blind faith. You can't have knowledge of God. And that's one of the rules in the Bible, is to get into heaven, you must have faith, which means that you have to accept the possibility that God may not exist. Otherwise, it's not belief, it's knowledge. If you know that God exists, it's no longer belief. That means you don't get into heaven. And that kind of bothers me, you know, and it's my, my opinion is that, that you should know things. And if you don't know things, you shouldn't just believe them or give blind faith to the idea. If you're not sure of something... Go and research it. Go and go and learn about it. And if you're not sure and you can't research or knowledge, it's like things like the origin of the universe. Be okay with saying, I'm not sure how that happened. I don't know. I'm not going to choose to take a side because, because no one knows. It hasn't been proven yet. There's no knowledge of it. Don't just believe in stuff. It's, su- it just, it's an unintelligent way to live your life. To just kind of go, I don't have any evidence for this. I just choose that that this is factual for me. Number two, uh, ignorance of rape, murder, sexism, and etc. And acknowledging only the good in the Bible. I don't believe that you can call yourself a Catholic. I don't think that you can call yourself a Catholic or a Christian or a Muslim, so on and so forth, and not follow the entire book. The, the entire book is set out, structured around rules and ideas that you're meant to follow if you're going to label yourself as someone underneath that doctrine or that religion. Uh, it's like a vegan saying, yes, I'm vegan. I'm 100% vegan, but I eat meat three times a week. You can't call yourself these things if you don't adhere to, to the rules and the structures, and that's why, they're, that's why they were put down, because, you know, God or 
Allah or the flying spaghetti monster wants you to follow these these rules. And that, that's the only way that you can get into their eternal paradise is if you follow these exact rules. Um, that's pretty much how I feel about that. Uh, just don't... If you if you do believe there is an, like an omnipotent being up there, but you don't believe in everything that they kind of teach you and tell you to do, then say, yep, I believe in something, but I don't follow all the rules. Don't label yourself a Christian. Don't label yourself a Catholic. Don't label yourself an evangelist unless you're going to follow it strictly. Uh, that's just... That should be the pride in your religion is that you do follow the book entirely. And if you do follow the book entirely, I will, like, absolutely hate you anyway because that means that you think that women should be stoned to death um, if they're raped by another man and they're a virgin. So there's that, you despicable human beings. Number three, morality uh, slash divine reward. Uh, this is where I kind of go into the idea that I have no deity or no omnipotent overlord. So when I do something nice for another person or if I do something from my heart that helps another human being, that literally just comes from me. I don't do it for a reward. I don't do it because I feel like I'm going to get into some heaven or someone else is watching over me and I should do this for a certain amount of rules. I do it because this is a nice thing to do and that's what humanity is. We don't need reward for things. If you have a kid and you say, if you clean your room... I'll give you three cookies. And that kid goes and cleans their room. They're not cleaning their room because you asked them to or because they want to have a clean room. They're cleaning that room because they're getting three cookies. Like, do you see the difference here? And I think fundamentally, if you only live your life by these rules to get into heaven or because uh, the big fella in the sky tells you to, then that makes you a bad person because you're only doing things for a reward. And that's, that doesn't make you a good human. At all. Number four is one of my favorite ones. Um, I did kind of, I did a little bit more research on this one this morning and came up with a very good point, I think. Exodus 34, 14 says, Do not worship any other god, for the Lord, whose very name is Jealous, is a jealous god. So, you know, that's a bit petty of him, I think, for someone who's meant to be omnipotent. Um, but this also says, uh, James three fourteen to 16 says, um, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not wisdom that comes from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. So basically, James three fourteen to 16 explains God whose very name is Jealous, uh, to be earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Um, and also, because he exists, there will be disorder and every vile practice will, around him existing. And I think that kind of makes a pretty good point, because you look at things like the witch burnings, the crusades, every other religious war, and countless people have died because of it. I mean, that's, that's a lot of disorder and a vile practice on God's part, I think. Next one is, is number five. It's the God excuse. God did it. Um, I'm, every time something bad happens in your life, you turn to God and say, if I pray enough, you'll fix it. Or you're doing this because you know, God has a mysterious plan for you. Um, you know, it's always someone else's responsibility. Your own life is now God's responsibility. Take responsibility for your own stuff. 
don't pass it on to the next guy down the track, which is God, and say, oh, you know, if I pray hard enough, then he's going to fix it for me. Or, you know, he took away my cat Fluffy because of a higher purpose. No, it doesn't work like that. He's If he's up there and he's doing this to you, then he's a jerk. If he's up there and he's letting this happen to you and watching, then he's a jerk. Um, if he's up there and he's not going to fix it until you get on your knees and, you know, scream his name out, then he's a jerk. Basically, you know, take responsibility for your own life, move forward in your own life and stop shoving the blame onto this this God figure. Be a grown-up. If you're not a grown-up, run away from the grown-ups to talk about God. Number six, absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence. And this is, this is an argument that, that many religious people will come back to and say, just because you haven't found a God or you haven't found that there isn't a God doesn't mean there isn't a God. And it's a good argument. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to say you haven't found evidence that it doesn't exist. We've found a lot of evidence that proves what the Bible said is, is wrong. Is that not evidence of absence? Um, but also evidence of absence is the idea of like, there is no evidence that there is a million dollars in the palm of my hand right now because I can't see it. But that doesn't mean it's not there. So by your logic, why don't you take this non-evidence of the million dollars in my hand, you can take that non-evidence money and you can feed your family with it if you, if you believe hard enough, go for it. Because I can't see it's there, but that doesn't mean it's not, right? I have no evidence of it existing, but you, you feel free to take the million dollars if you like. That's how, if you break it down to that level, that's how silly that argument sounds. Number seven, uh, the original word of God had to be changed to catch up with society when Jesus was born. This is where we come into the New Testament. Um, but we had no actual word from God update. The big fella didn't come down and tell us that we have to move forward with the Bible and change it a bit. Uh, Jesus was a man. He was human. So the new Bible that everyone follows, you know, the, the Christians, the evangelists, um, the modern-day Catholics, uh, this is all the word of man, not the word of God. So these are, these are written with human wants and needs written into it. Um, the idea, like you know, a, a hierarchical system in, employed that's, that's a bit more of the idea, because like, you know, we realize that God was benevolent and God was a bit of a jerk way back in the day. So if you make him sound a little bit nicer, people are going to be more inclined to want to be buds with him. You know what I mean? Like, so this is the New Testament. It's all, it's all written by men. This is, not, this is no longer the word of God. This is the word of man. And that, that's a bit of a problem for me if I'm going to believe in a, in a higher being that's all-powerful, that I want to hear the word from himself. You know, I, want, I want him to say it, not, not, not flesh, not human flesh. All right, number eight. Jesus was a witch. Um, he performed illusions, alternative healing methods, and necromancy. Um, these are all things that would have him burnt at the stake. Um, just a short 1,300 years later, he would be tried as a witch and burnt for witchcraft. Um, he didn't get much, much better, you know, he got crucified. But witches were perceived to be demonic and outside of God, so that was why they burnt them, because they were unholy, despicable creatures. But the entire religion bases around kind of worshipping one. 
And I think that's a little bit ignorant and stupid. Right. Number nine is Luke 14.26. I got this one off the internet. This isn't a, a personal thought. This is one I did find. I couldn't find a, a source for where it came from, but I thought it was very, um, very clever. Uh, Luke 14.26 cites, uh, If anyone comes to me and does not hate their father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, uh, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. These are the words of Jesus. 1 John 3.15 then states, Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has an eternal life inside him. So it's a little bit contradictory. And then we move on to Revelations 21.8 that says all murderers will burn in hell. So basically, you can't be a disciple of Jesus unless you condemn yourself to hell. Pretty big sacrifice. Then aren't we all meant to be disciples of Jesus and followers? And Anyway, and we're talking about all murderers will burn in hell. What about the Crusades? Didn't they go through and wipe out millions of people in the name of God? Isn't that the whole idea of that? So were people just not reading the Bible back then? They didn't care. Number 10, the last on the list, uh, is probably everyone's favorite reason to call God a jerk, is how many kids that he lets die, or if he's in control of everything, then he kills, deliberately. Uh, 5.9 million last year, 2015. 5.9 million children under the age of 5 died. Uh, We'll be going through uh, postnatal and neonatal. So neonatal pneumonia killed 3%. Postnatal, 13%. Uh, Neonatal prematurity, 16%. And postnatal, 2%. Um, Postnatal diarrhea, 9%. Measles, 1%. Malaria, 5%. HIV and AIDS, 1% of that. Uh, Just general injuries, 6%. Congenital anomalies and other non-communicable diseases is 8%. And other group conditions... Other group one conditions is 10%. Neonatal, we have neonatal sepsis is 7%. Uh, intrapartum-related complications, including birth asphyxia, is 11%. Um, congenital anomalies at 5%, and neonatal tetris at 1%, uh, and is branded other at 3%. So thanks, God, for all those 5.9 million deaths of children last year who went to a better place, apparently. Um, wait, no they didn't, because these are children under five who don't understand the concept of God, so they all went to hell for not being thankful for their souls, thankful for existing. You big bloody jerk. Uh, I'll move on from that to basically give a little brief overview of, you know, what I, what, I won't say what I believe in, but what I appreciate about the world, and that's not that it comes from a big divine being who created it, it's the fact that this happened by a very, very, very slim chance. And how lucky are we to have that? And this tiny little moment in time that our planet's safe enough to live on because it spent a couple of billion years being uninhabitable and when we get finished destroying it, it'll kick us off and burn us or an asteroid will come along and kill us and it'll keep going on and being a planet for another few billion years past that. We're really lucky to have this tiny little amount of time and I don't think that we should spend it you know, and we, in that small amount of time, we have an even tinier amount of time being alive and getting to experience it. I don't think you should spend a bunch of that time thanking someone that you don't even know that exists. 
and does all these terrible, terrible things. And the only reason you think he exists is because someone told you about this book that a bunch of blokes wrote hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, back when society was, you know, terrible. Just a bad place to be. So it doesn't apply now. Our society has moved forward from this. And we all know religion because it governs many, many things in our lives. I mean, the more than you know, five-sevenths of the world is, is religious. I don't know if that's a statistic. I just, you know, that's a rough guess for my part. And all these different religions always kind of have the same message, you know, don't kill each other. And if you don't kill each other, you get to go somewhere when you die. Because mortality has been something that has petrified human beings for forever. The idea that, that you have a short existence and then that's just it. You die. So my idea of religion and what I think made it come to be was that narcissism, the internal narcissism that everyone has, that there's no way that all of my thoughts and all of my feelings and everything I experienced just kind of ends and I cease to be. Uh, I, there's, I'm way too important to just stop existing. I need to go somewhere when my earthly body dies. So we also have the idea that a lot of people jump on, which, which is not too far from what I, I assume would be the truth, is that is religion is, is a control mechanism. Um, the promise of that divine reward or the, the, the eternal punishment from not following standard strict rules comes into play when we started grouping together as very large masses. And when you have three or four people uh, at the very top in power who are controlling millions of people below them, that must be terrifying to know that these millions of people can just come in and kill you one day and that it's not your job to take care of them anymore. So how do you, how do you make sure they don't do that? You introduce something like a religion who has set rules and stuff like that. And when they question them and say, why should we follow your rules? Who put you in charge? You say, oh, the big guy that created everything. Um, and he watches you all the time, like some kind of pervert. Um, that's why you shouldn't have sex before marriage because, you know, you don't want him seeing you doing that naughty stuff. That'll put you in hell. Yeah, that's pretty much where I, where I roundabout sit with that, and that's my ideas of where religion might have came from. So if you agree, shoot me an email, spoken at rogueintel.com, and if you disagree, shoot me an email at spoken at rogueintel.com. We're going to end the religion segment um, here because I'm going to be talking about it a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot over the coming podcasts. So I don't want to drone on too long on the one topic. We're going to cut to a bit of a break, uh, listen to these sponsored messages and these promos of other podcasts. They're great. Yeah, every time I go to get new body armor or some more drones, I always go to Amazon. But I don't just go to any Amazon. I go to rogintel.com slash Amazon. So this way I can help out my favorite podcast with every purchase I make. And I know I purchase a lot. Get to the chopper now. Hey, it's Clint Daly, host of the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. You know we release a new podcast every single Wednesday, and we bring you our own unique outlook on the world of sports. You know, we try to give you some actual insight and maybe a common sense approach to sports. Whether it's breaking news, some of the biggest games, or even some sports history, check out the Daily Dose Sports Podcast now on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. The Daily Dose 
your daily dose of sports and sarcasm. And welcome back to Spoken Unspoken. We're going to leave off with the religion thing and we're going to jump into our social stupid section uh, where I've selected a couple of photos from Tumblr and which I think are either funny in my mind or just a little bit stupid. So the first one here is very nice. It's on a pink background with little stars and someone's written on little bits of paper with very nice cursive handwriting. It says, we're just trying to find some colour in this black and white world, which is racist, in my opinion. But that's probably just the way I'm looking at it. I thought we'd stop using the word colour to describe people. And also, black and white world? God, when you talk about this last episode when we need to stop you know, talking about this. No, well, that's that's hypocritical of me because I did say that we should be able to see people as black and white and that's not the point. But regardless, I did read it and I immediately went, well, that's a little bit racist and had a giggle. Uh, next one is, when you fall asleep tonight, just remember that we lay under the same stars. Uh, and I thought, well, this really depends on where you reside on the planet because, I mean, I'm in Australia and my producer, Duff, he he's in America. So when... I lay asleep at night. I'm under very different stars to the stars that he's under when he goes to sleep at night. All right, moving on. Next one, it says, it hurts because it mattered. And this is a little bit of a, a, a what led me on from the stars one. I thought, it, because it mattered like a brick. Like a brick is made of matter, and that's probably why it would hurt if it hit you. And, and that's what I got from that one. So I don't think it's completely untrue. But you can check them out for yourself at SpokenUnspoken.com. We'll be doing this every week, which is good fun. We're going to move on to the next segment, uh, which is going to call Mail Time. Mail Time. Mail Time. Mail Time. The very first uh, email comes in from Melissa in Setorkit in New York. Uh, Wrote in and said, love the show. Uh, Excited that I have a new weekly source of real entertainment. Oh, it makes me blush. Um, with a question, it says, The US of A is under the illusion that Australia is a gun-free country. Is that true? Uh, can people carry concealed, which I'm saying it means concealed weapons? Uh, are handguns and long guns readily available, legally or illegally? And do you have gun shops, shooting ranges, and or gun clubs slash associations? Now, you can tell this came from America, because it's just gun-happy. Uh, we don't have, Melissa, we don't have open carry or concealed carry licenses and things like that. We don't have much of a gun problem here. You know, we've got your your bikies and your gangsters that probably get a hold of illegal firearms in their own means, but it's not running rampant through the streets. I, there's no, I would have to spend months making friends and contacts in all the wrong places to try and pick up an illegal firearm. You know, like it's... It's not something you can just go around the back alley and there's a guy in a van just, you know, off-shooting file-down registration number handguns and stuff like that. If you do have a shooting license and you do have rifles or handguns and so on and so forth, uh, you are required to have a safe, which is weighted at a certain weight. Uh, I think the idea is it's too heavy to kind of just carry. And it also has to be bolted to the floor in, in your home. Um, and the ammunition has to be in a, in like a separate compartment with its own lock and stuff like that. So it's really difficult for anyone to just kind of go and grab a gun and, and do anything with it. Also moving your weapon 
uh, your guns from your safe to a shooting range or if you're going out hunting on your own property uh they have to be the ammunition has to be separated from the guns um i think maybe the the pins as well i'm not sure i'm not i'm not much of a shooter so i can't really go into too much detail on it but yeah there's there's that so it's pretty strict here and it's all because we had a, a big shooting uh, about 20 years ago i think it was 1996 port arthur which is I think it might still stand today as one of the biggest massacres. I think we might have got outdone by that beach, the beach shooting a few years ago. I'm not sure. I don't mean to say outdone, like, you know, damn, our record got taken away. But, you know, it was it was pretty big. And this this question prompted me to you know, talk a little bit about the, the differences definitely in uh, death rates in America and Australia versus gun control. Uh, Jim Jeffries is a really funny skit. <laughs> about this you can find it i'll put a youtube clip in the in the in the show notes but uh in the usa last year gun deaths sorry not last year year before 2014 the gun deaths were 33,599 usa wide uh in australia there was 230 in the same year so i mean like that's pretty crazy difference there but then you have to realize that yeah there are 12 times the amount of people in america than there are in australia so just the general statistics brings it down to our gun deaths are 0.0068 percent of the gun deaths in america and if i times that by 12 which i think that's how i should do that to get the number that would be if we had as many people because we've only got about 25 million you guys have 300 million um which is, you know, 12 times 25 is 300. Am I right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, but yeah, that would be zero, still 0.0816% of your gun deaths if we had the same population without our gun laws, with your gun laws. Um, and maybe with the patriotism and all that sort of stuff as well. You know, you never know. But that that's that. I still remember um, my dad had an air rifle that we used to shoot cans with out the back of the house when I was a real little kid. And I remember having to, we had to wrap it up in a black plastic plastic bag and take it to the police station and put it in and say, here's our gun. Uh, because, you know, if you didn't have a license for them or whatever, all the, all the guns got recalled and you had to hand them into the police station. I'm not sure if you got paid for them or whatever, but um, yeah, I remember doing that. So that was the thing that we all went through. And I'm sure like a lot of people are very upset about that. Um, I got a good friend. Uh, if you listen to Remedial Radio, he he's on there quite a few times. Quiet Pete, we call him. He doesn't really say much, um, but he's he's very into his shooting. So if you have any emails and questions further of this of this topic, send them to me, and I can ask him, and he'll definitely have some answers for you. So thank you for the email. Our very first uh, email section. That was nice to to have a little bit of feedback and you know talk to a listener. So uh, I'm going to leave you with that to, to think about everything that we talked about this week and I will catch you again in another episode next week. Don't forget to check out the website. Peace. You've been listening to Spoken Unspoken. Jump on over to SpokenUnspoken.com for info on today's episode. Email me, spoken at rogintel.com with potential topics, hate mail or even to join me as a guest. Spoken Unspoken is a proud member of the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Find all of their great podcasts at rogintel.com. Malaria, 5%. HIV and AIDS, 1% of that. 
uh, just general injuries, 6%. Uh, Cognitive general and... Ab- ab- uh, con- congenital? Congenital. Conge- congenital, thank you. Congenital and... <laughs> congenital anonymous... What the hell is wrong with me? I'm basically Nemo. Anonymity. Alright. Congenital anonymous... I can't even do it. Congenital anomalies. Congenital. Congenital. God damn it. Alright. Three, two, one. Congenital anomalies and other non-communicable diseases is 8%. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.